Good morning out there in Radio Land. This is a joy to be with you. This is June the 16th, 2023 edition of Mornings on Box 2 Radio. What a day it is to be alive. What a day it is to serve such an awesome God. This is the day. This is the day that um, cancer dries up and diabetes goes away. This is the day, whatever you're walking through, God will bring you not just above it or below it, but through it for the glory of his namesake and for your victory and we thank you so much for tuning in this is friday so we don't do a lot of announcing before mr bjork comes on but i do want to say again thank you so much for being with us this week we love you all guys so much it's such an honor to be with y'all every two hours every single weekday morning from 7 to 9 a.m central time we are um, so thankful and privileged and honored um, to be a part of such a great great listening family and um, you guys are awesome and love you guys so much for your support, for your encouragement, your dedication to the radio station, and God's mission that we may advance the kingdom, preach the gospel, and see the glory of God cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. Well, Mr. Bjork, you on with us? I'm ready to go. All right, sir. Well, I'm going to put you on the rocket ship and let you take off in three, two, one. Great to be with you all, and this is a very exciting uh, week. We've got a lot of interesting things happening. Um, in fact, there's an ch- opportunity for all you computer nerds to get in the, get in the loop because uh, NASA is offering a, uh, a contest uh, for people who have been playing with virtual reality on their computers and uh, um I remember when I had some grandchildren coming uh, to my house and they had a virtual reality system, and I mean, we had a time playing with that thing. But the um, uh, crowdsourcing group uh, platform called HeroX has been uh, uh, coupled with NASA, and NASA is going to produce a a contest for all you students and other uh, computer nerds to take a uh, try they're they're looking for virtual reality programs they can use to help train the astronauts and they're willing they got seventy thousand dollars they're going to split between 15 winners uh, on this uh, project so you build your reality program and uh, there's a couple things you have to um, the uh, I mean, the crowdsourcing program was uh, Hero X, you probably know more about it than I do, for that matter. But they want to—they got to. There's some things you have to live with. For example, Mars gravity is only 40% of Earth. So instead of having 9.8 meters per second squared of acceleration, you only have four. And it's a very dusty, windy place. It's kind of like a, a desert in many respects. And um, uh, wind is always blowing, and the dust is extremely fine. And that's been a real challenge for us to keep our our uh, robots going there on the surface of Mars as they explore it and so on. It's been a challenge because dust gets all over the solar collectors and cuts down their effectiveness. Um, so, and in the daylight is, uh, in, you know, you look out and you see what life is like here on Earth. But in Mars, it's a rusty orange all the time, pretty much. And then as the day goes on, it transitions to blue as it goes into evening. But they're going to take the $70,000 and share it between 15 winners. It's uh, four and two-thirds thousands each, so it's an exciting chance for you to help them. And they're going to take the programs that are generated, and they're going to use them in the training program for the astronauts. And so it's a, it's, it kind of gets folks involved in the NASA's uh, astronaut program that Mars um, – mission and and also it's a you know very interesting thing for people who are interested in programming computers to do and simulations in the virtual reality world and um uh so this is an exciting thing we have another thing that's happened is uh um, we, uh, everyone is familiar with the uh, seeing the moon at night and so forth but um, we have a new moon, uh, not our moon, but an, a moon from probably the asteroid belt. 
and um, this uh, new moon is it effectively goes around the earth like our moon does but it's really not centered around the earth it's centered around the sun so it actually is, has the same sort of uh, behavior as a planet but it's orbit right now puts it in a uh, orbit similar to the moon so that we actually are going to for a time have two moons. The um, object involved is the 2023 FW13. It's called a quasi-moon because it acts like a moon, but in reality, instead of being centered around the Earth, it's centered around the sun, but it's got such an elliptical orbit. Uh, the ellipse, of course, has two foci. Um, one is one uh, source, in this case it's going to be the sun, and the other one is the planet Earth. And so this quasi-moon, and there's we have a couple of them now, um, is uh, elliptical orbits that are uh, somewhat similar to, uh, to our moon, and our moon has much more uh, circular behavior, and it's strictly around the uh, uh, Earth and the whole Earth-Moon system goes around the Sun, whereas in this case the quasi-Moon is it goes around the Earth, but it's really dedicated to the Sun, and so it's a, kind of an exciting thing. There are going to be a lot of chances for folks to take their amateur uh, telescopes out and, and see this thing, and it's kind of interesting. Uh, so we have a, a a new Moon for us, and meanwhile this week another thing that's happened is the Astronomers have found another Earth-sized planet uh, in an alien uh, solar system. And um, it's a, a really great discovery because they, they look at the size of the planet and the characteristics of the surface. And it, it has, uh, if it has water, it has liquid water. It's not all ice. And a uh, real exciting uh, thing. And this, the, instead of being found by the James Webb Telescope, this was found by TESS. Uh, and that's the uh, Transiting Explore <coughs> Expo Planet uh, uh, Surveillance Satellite, TESS. They're called TESS. And um, some, some of you might remember, we, I actually had, had a student who did a project on TESS. Uh, really uh, good work, too. It was, and uh, um, we've got so far 285 confirmed exoplanets, um, uh, and there's actually 6,000 candidates, but those 285 are very Earth-like, and, and if we were exploring or could get there, we would be able to actually um, uh, live on that in their respective surfaces, so it's kind of an exciting thing. And um, the, uh, this particular uh, planet has got the, uh, they have an odd naming system, TOI-700D, uh, and it's uh, really uh, exciting to find so many planets that uh, are Earth-like in our solar system. And it's got a lot of uh, scientists and astronomers excited. And of course, uh, it's almost impossible for uh, amateurs to see that, but you can see what the result from the not only test, but the James Webb Telescope is specifically designed to examine these planets and and get tell us the characteristics of them, and we're finding more and more of them. And here's another one that's very Earth-like, and it's kind of exciting to know that there are so many like that in our uh, universe. And it's an exciting thing for uh, science and and uh, people who are interested in finding out what else is out there like similar to our world and that there are so many possibilities for that. So it's kind of an exciting time. And uh, uh, we have another thing that's happening is really exciting. We, of course, many of you are familiar with SpaceX and not as doing some private um, uh, astronautics uh, so that people who are not necessarily NASA astronauts uh, can actually get on board and take part of the program. And um, uh, 
uh, and so these are some some very exciting things happening. But now it's gone another uh, work up. It's the first private Venus mission. So this mission is uh, unfortunately was supposed to take off this year, but it's going to be delayed. It looks like to 2025. The, the company is uh, Rocket Lab, and they have a major launch system out in the South Pacific not too far from um, Australia, and um, they are uh, intense on getting this mission off this year, and um, it's going to go to Venus and examine the upper atmosphere. Uh, it turns out that scientists have been very excited lately because the upper atmosphere of Gina has, uh, uh, Venus has a gas that's um, uh, phosphine, which is almost always produced by some form of living organism. So the prospect that even on an unlivable planet like Venus, where the surface is so hot that it can actually melt lead, has an upper atmosphere with gas in it that suggests that maybe Venus always wasn't that hot, and there may be some prospect of finding some form of life there eventually. So it's kind of got a lot of scientists excited about that prospect. And, of course, Rocket Lab had hoped to launch this thing this year. And um, I, I'm sure they, they'll get it off. As they say, they're going to have it on or before 2025. And um, uh, it was originally uh, planned for a couple of years ago, and it uh, had a hard time getting started. And uh, I think they wanted to launch this thing in 2020, and now they're going to be five years off, but still going. And it is a private company. It's not uh, NASA, although NASA is happy to have them on board because they can always, when somebody comes along and can do good work like that, it's always a benefit because it allows them to do a lot of things they might not have other time to do otherwise. So it's a very exciting prospect. And, uh, and the bombshell of the week, though, was the realization uh, that there could be life on the moon and not any kind of animal or human life, but microbes. And nobody's surprised to suggest that these microbes probably came from the Earth, were blown off the Earth when we had a uh, asteroid hit. And uh, um, But they are excited about that possibility and have done some experiments um, uh, on um, microbial um, life uh, in uh, very difficult situations. They found that with the right surroundings, you know, being inside of a, a uh, compact surface, these things could, once they get there, even though they came from Earth or wherever they came from, they could live. They've done some experiments. There's going to be some work on the space station working on that, too. And so it's a real um, exciting development for people who are uh, looking for the prospect of finding life elsewhere in the uh, universe. Now we're finding there's a possibility of microbial life. And, of course, we've got several things we've harvested from asteroids and, and the prospect that uh, we will eventually find some form of, of living uh, things on these uh, uh, samples that we bring back from those asteroids is even uh, more prospect now than we had before. So it's really exciting, the idea that when the astronauts go to the moon, they're going to be able to dig up uh, stuff and actually find microbial life that has somehow survived that trip from Earth to the moon or from wherever they came from. So it's a real exciting thing. Um, and... You, the uh, Webb Telescope has found some interesting things for you Star Wars fans. Um, they have discovered a planet, which is they've looked taken its characteristics as far as the uh, atmosphere, prospect of atmosphere and, and uh, size, and they find out that this thing is straight out of Star Wars. It's a planet like the planet Tatooine, so you Star Wars uh, folks know who that is, Luke Skywalker's planet, and 
And so they've uh, studied it and they found out that it has temperatures that are quite suitable for life and and it's a sort of an it's got a lot of deserts uh, on it. So it has a lot of similarity to that Tatooine planet. <laughs> so it's a, been a really exciting week here for a lot of things that's, that's happening. Now we have a lot of um, uh, interesting things. You remember in the Star Wars, that planet had two suns. Uh, and it turns out the planet they found that uh, is like Tatooine is also around a uh, double star system where there are two stars instead of one in the center of the uh, solar system. And uh, it's a real exciting thing that they have discovered because they these things are hard to come by. Now, you might, might remember a show we had uh, quite a few months ago, but we talked about Alpha Centauri. Um, Alpha Centauri, of course, is our closest star system to our solar system. And there are three stars there, uh, Alpha Centauri A, Alpha Centauri B, and they each have some names that have been associated with them, but that's how they started, A and B. And then there's Proxima Centauri. And the Alpha Centauri A and B, are it's a double star system. In other words, these stars sort of orbit themselves, and they... they two of them, and um, Proxima Centauri form a solar system, a very unusual solar system with three uh, suns. Proxima Centauri, of course, is a red dwarf system, and it was the first one that we found a planet around that was in the habitable zone. And uh, we're not real excited about um, uh, red dwarfs uh, with planets because red dwarfs can be really messy. They uh, have a lot of uh, uh, explosions on board, produces uh, uh, particles that are very hazardous to life. And so the, the prospect of there being any life on Proxima Centauri, even though it's just like Earth in terms of temperature and that it can have water on the surface, it's not likely we're going to find it because it's probably on one of its little explosions. It's probably blown away, whatever there might be there. So, uh, but it is uh, they uh, they call these uh, the, the Alpha Centauri A and B a circumbinary system, and um, the uh, planets that are there. And we we I believe we found one around A and one around B. Those planets now uh, both have two suns in the sky. Um, so it's a real, really interesting development, and uh, it's got a lot of astronomers extremely excited about what's going on right now. Um, there's only 12 uh, circumbinary systems in the universe that we have discovered. Now, there's probably a lot more than 12, but we have we know about 12 of them, and uh, which one of them is a, the closest uh, star to the Earth, and uh, I think Carl Sagan and uh, uh, and uh, Paul, uh, uh, the former uh, lead in a uh, uh, star uh, the that recently died, unfortunately, had a deal where they were going to put together a mission to Alpha Centauri, take a, a probe out there and and radio back uh, the uh, information, uh, probably in a laser beam, and um, and uh, see if they could get some stuff back from that very close system. Close as it is, even with the most remarkable uh, spacecraft you could build, um, it turns out that it's uh, going to take years to get there. And, of course... Um, if they were going to bring, take pictures and so on, send them back, that's one thing. And if they're attempting to bring back anything um, other than that, something with mass, then it's going to take years to go and years to come back. So, it's, But they were kind of excited around. They've got, they call it the new system Bebop 1C. And uh, and I'll tell you where that comes from. They, again, they do, the world of uh, science has a lot of acronyms. And um, they got binary escorted uh, by orbiting planets, 
B E B O P Bebop, and this is Bebop One C uh, because there's there's has been a third one found, and this is the third one, and uh, the re- it's the result of uh, another information quest that astronomers knew that the companion exoplanet, which is T O I one thirteen thirty eight B, existed, but they wanted to know what its mass was. So, and uh, the Usually these things have the the TOI probably is the initials of the guy who found it. 1338B is where it stands on the catalog of things like that that's been discovered. So um, a real, real exciting development here for circumbinary. Um, and there's probably, we'll probably ultimately find out there are thousands of them in the universe, but right now we only know that there's 12 and uh, so it's kind of an exciting development. Um, we've got some really new insight on planet Mars. Uh, you know, there's a heavy activity going on to get us prepared to uh, to send a mission there and develop even a city on Mars. And I know it was Elon Musk's hope, and he thinks you got to have uh, at least a hundred thousand people, and he would like to see a million before Mars will have sufficient attention to have a lot of activity of sending things that they need there and so on. So anyway, um, uh, this has been a great discovery um, uh, because they have, some of you might remember, the Mars InSight lander. This one's been probing around the surface of Mars and taking very sensitive measurements to understand what the depth what's going on inside Mars down at the core. And they found some incredible results uh, uh, regarding that. And it is uh, amazing what they found out. Now, if you take what they found on the surface and mix it with what they're finding underneath right now, they found out that Mars is not as lifeless as we might have thought. It has, uh, it wasn't always dusty, barren world. There's, Plenty of evidence that the planet is warm and it had, at one time and had lakes and water and it were habitable uh, for some period, uh, period of time. And they, uh, they'd always wanted to know what was the reason behind um, this transition where you had a planet that was maybe somewhat Earth-like and it turns into the dreadful place that it seems to be right now. And it's probably got some things we can use here for our uh, development to see that that doesn't happen to Earth, but the InSight lander um, uh, started studying the planet's interior, and it has really found some amazing things. It's still it's still rumbling like uh, like at the center of our uh, planet does, and there's seismic activity, and they of course they've been mapping this seismic activity and seeing all the graphs uh, where they produce that, uh, and it's following a uh, uh, now it's been half a decade studying, so InSight has got an awful lot of information sent back on this core of Mars, and it's got very pe- a lot of people excited about the prospect that what we see is not what there's always been uh, on Earth, and they want to know on Mars, and they want to see how it compares with what we have seen on Earth. So it's a really exciting development. Another thing I, you might remember me telling you about is the uh, Planet Nine. We've had a dreadful time because we know that from what we see in the outer planets, the trans-Newtonian objects they are, the, uh, they're not really planets. Some of them are minor planets, but they're small objects, and they, they've studied those things, and they found out that the pattern that they've seen on where they're located and what they're doing, the only explanation is that some huge planet has been is gone through there, and it's it's uh, organizing these uh, transnewtonian objects. These many uh, there's actually some minor planets among them, um, but they uh, uh, have a hard time because they can't find Planet Nine. They hadn't for the longest time, but now we think we've got we've got it nailed, and um, <clears throat> we we've studied the the, uh, the trajectories of these outer uh, 
trans-Newtonian objects from other planets, and we couldn't explain it because we can't find the actual planet. It's the thing is bigger than Earth. If they ever do find it, it's going to be quite a surprise. And they've um, uh, found that uh, this thing has got, sometimes they say it could be as much as five times the size of the Earth would be the thing that has reor reorganized the trans objects like it has. It's like something has plowed through it and they think they had hoped that they could follow the pattern of the disruption and, and come up with the planet. Then somebody came forward and said, you know, it could have been a black hole. You can't see black holes out there because when they're that far away, they, they uh, are not going to be visible. That's why they're called black holes, right? Um, so that was an idea that went around for a while, and I think we've given up on the the black hole. There's other radiation and so forth comes forth from a black hole, and we haven't found that. So they think that really was a large planet, and we think we now have found it because we can plot that course through the transnetunian objects and find where it's going, and then we'll get our high-powered telescopes on it, and wonder we're going to come up with it eventually. So they're real excited about that. They're they're sure that it's that it is indeed a large planet. Once again, the test satellite has been instrumental, as well as uh, um, I'm sure the James Webb Telescope is going to have a lot to say about that as well. So they're using this plowing through the up the later objects in the uh, solar system to tell us. Um, T minus where. two minutes, Mr. Bjork. T minus right. two minutes. All right. Um, well, we want to, uh, you might remember we had a program on the asteroid Apophis that, that came by uh, our system and uh, kind of scared everybody at first because it, the asteroid it looked like it could hit the Earth, and of course it didn't, missed, and then we've been tracking it ever since then. Um, but uh, it turns out it's coming back. We're going to have another visit by Apophis. So this time, uh, the international, uh, uh, the, the companies that like uh, the European Space Agency and the Japanese Agency and so forth and NASA are going to get together, and they're going to build a fleet of uh, spacecraft um, to uh, go along with um, Apophis when it comes back this time as a means of studying it. Now, it's not threatening the Earth now, but because, because of the Jurovsky effect where the uh, sun heats up gas and actually provides an acceleration, that's why you have to keep these uh, asteroids in track because they don't go along the same course. So we, want to, we certainly don't want this thing to come back and harm the Earth, so they're going to have a whole a squadron of spacecraft that's going to be waiting for it to get here and it's going to be studying it carefully to make sure they know where it's going and also see what its characteristics are. So it's a real exciting development. And um, so Apophis, which we had lived with uh, some time ago and we're happy that it missed, is coming back for another try. And we want to make sure that if that happens, we have a spacecraft fleet that can use the techniques that we've learned how to um, change the direction of asteroids and use it on Apophis so we don't have to worry about that one. That's going to be a, a big uh, blessing uh, we get that under control. And uh, that's something that's going to happen in the future. So um, just I'm going to close off with the idea that there are some UFO experts that have come forward and they're claiming <laughs> this wild story. But, I, you know, you have to be a little take them a little serious these days, but they uh, claim that the South Pole is an air traffic control system for UFOs. <laughs> Can you believe that? Or aliens. And uh, they just had enough information they've collected on that to um, <coughs> bring them to that the decision. So we'll have a lot more of that as it develops. So great to be with you this uh, week, and you all have a blessed uh, weekend, and we'll see you next week. All right. Thank you, Mr. Bjork. Really appreciate it, sir, for taking us into space. We got our first trivia question for this Friday morning. Friday question number one, sponsored by the Sicilian Bank. 
what was the interpretation of the Apostle Barnabas' name? What was the interpretation of the Apostle Barnabas' name? 270-257-2689. We'll be right back here after the break on Mornings of Box 2 Radio on the Box 2 Radio Network. Back here, not an answer for the trivia question yet, but I'll reread that again and we'll rerun it and see what happens here on this beautiful Friday. Friday, question number one, what was the interpretation of the Apostle Barnabas' name? 270-257-2689. Had a terrific week this week on Mornings of Box 2 Radio. We're going to do something a little bit different this morning. Um, we really feel led. We're just we're so stirred about September for us here. Um, September, we're going to have a Harvest Crusade and Bishop Lance Johnson's going to be um, <clears throat> ministering during that event, and he does these events all across the nation and all across the state, and we're so excited to have one here. going to host it at Bethel Fellowship September 10th, 11th, and 12th. About two weeks ago, we did about an hour-long interview. Um, really wasn't an interview. It was just a conversation we had with Bishop Lance, and it was powerful. Spirit of God really moved in strong ways, talked a lot about Father talked a lot about other things and the spirit of god just moved so mightily during that moment and for the last hour of this broadcast this morning we are going to play that conversation again if you've missed it you need to listen to it if you listen to it already listen to it again um it's it's just a powerful time in the presence of the lord and what a conversation again those dates here are september 10th 11th and 12th and we couldn't be more excited about what God's going to do in those three days. So the last hour of the broadcast this morning, we are going to re-air that conversation with Bishop Lance um, and just kind of set our hearts in places and in um, order for what's coming up. God's going to do it in a great way. Now, we're not waiting for September for God to move. God's already moving in incredible ways, and we know it, we believe it, and we claim it. Um, hallelujah to the glory of Jesus' name. And um, and so we have... we. Um, we're going to do that the last hour. I'm not here next week. I'm going to miss you guys tremendously. I'm going to be out of town next week hanging out with the family and spending uh, a, probably a much-needed vacation and just resting with them and enjoying water parks. And so that's going to be awesome. I can't wait. I can't wait. Uh, miss Hannah and the co-host, they will do a great job. Um, also, we want to throw a new announcement on there for June the 25th. Needham. Um Cumberland Presbyterian Church Homecoming East View. Pastor Eric and Daniel Hornback over there. Love them very much. They're having a homecoming Sunday, June the 25th, singing by Joshua McMillan, followed by Potluck Lunch. Can't wait to see everyone there. If you need information, go to your Box 2 Radio app, and all the directions and event information is on the, uh, excuse me, is on the app there. Amen. June 25th, Needham. Uh, is that how you say Needham? I think Needham. Needham. Cumberland Presbyterian Church. Uh, but I do love Pastor Eric and Daniel Hornback. Known them for a long time. Great man and woman of God. And so excited for all that God's going to do in that homecoming, June 25th, Amen. 11 a.m. If you have nowhere to go, go be a part of that. I'm sure they're going to have some good food. Hallelujah. You think Josh will show up at that homecoming? <laughs> I'm surprised he's not preaching it. He's a homecoming legend around here. Uh, and so, but he, I don't know if it's his eating fried chicken or his preaching that makes him the homecoming legend, but it's one of the two. Um, so it's good stuff. I love it. Uh, Miss Hannah, how are you this morning? I'm good. Have the joy of the Lord. I'm excited for the weekend. Joy of the Lord down in my heart, <laughs> down in my heart. You ever heard that, Mariah? Down in my... she Oh, we finally found a song you heard about that, right? <laughs> Down in my heart. I remember that song. Um, or the old one, or the other one. He's still working on me. Oh, we have an answer for the trivia. That's right. I'm just sitting here singing, Mariah. Thank you. Uh, let's see. Uh, he's still working on me. Miss Jerry Condor got that answer right for the first trivia question. The Son of Consolation, Acts 4, verse 36. Congratulations, Miss Jerry. Uh, Miss Jerry. Hallelujah. All right. We are um, just having a few minutes here this morning, just chit-chatting for a little bit. Um, we're going to maybe discuss one or two quick things, but um, again, we're going to, for, for the last hour, we're going to re-air that conversation with Bishop Lance Johnson from uh, June the 5th here on Mornings of Box 2 Radio, 
Um, go, you do need to mark your calendar, September 10th, 11th, and 12th, the Harvest Crusade. We're after the harvest. We're believing God for great things. We're believing God for great revival, great pouring out of His Spirit. But again, we're not just sitting around waiting for September. We're pursuing the Father now, and we're believing God. Even now, He is pouring out His Spirit on all sons and daughters. And they're going to prophesy, and young men are going to see visions, and no men's going to dream dreams. And it's going to be awesome to the glory of Jesus' name. Hallelujah. And um, I always like to Fridays. I always like to kind of just encourage pastors, encourage church churches all across that's listening to go after it this weekend. Um, go after the face of the Lord. Go after the presence of the Lord. Um, pastors, you don't you don't have to just preach your regular three point sermon and just go home and expect everything. Um, go after truth. Go after the pursuit of His presence. Go after revival. Um, let a fresh fire fall in your in the house of the Lord. Um, you know, I encourage I encourage this. Like um, we have a great group that comes together and prays every Saturday night in intercession, and we pray and believe God for mighty things the next morning. But we also pray over other churches and other things too, and just believe in God for great th- great pouring out of His presence. But um, if your church is not having any prayer meetings, I encourage you to start one somewhere mm-hmm. somehow. Um, you know, we, we have, um, we have the honor and the privilege to have quite a bit of prayer going on throughout the week. But if the house that you're connected with, the church that you're connected with, if say you're, I'm not the pastor, I don't start a prayer meeting. I bet if you ask your prayer meeting, Hey pastor, can I start a prayer meeting? Um, and I bet that pastor is going to say, well, yeah, sure. And, um, and your pastor don't always have to be one to start everything. And, um, and so Take that initiative. Take that pursuit. Start that prayer meeting. Get into the prayer closet. Because if we're really going to see revival, it's not because we preach good enough sermons. And it's not because we sing good enough songs. It's that we know him. And we find out who he is in the prayer closet. Amen? Amen. So, Hannah, you got any encouragement for churches going into Sunday? Um, yeah. Um, I just want to encourage everybody to show up expecting. Mm-hmm. Um. And truly just show up with your garments of praise. Like, I think sometimes we get so down and tired by the end of the week. Um, And, you know, everybody's worked. And we get it. Like, it. sometimes life gets to be heavy. Sometimes it gets to be a lot. But the Lord, we don't have Jesus. We don't have a relationship. We don't have the Holy Spirit so that we can just still stay in that heaviness. You know, like we we have the Holy Spirit. We have our relationship with Jesus that he says, come to me all who are, um, what what's the actual word? Come heavy. unto me all who are heavy and laden, laden and burdened. And burdened, yeah. And his burden is light. He will give you rest. Um, and so I just, I just want to encourage everybody to actually enter into that rest because mm-hmm. I think that's why a lot of, a lot of us, you know, have gotten burnt out. And I've learned that recently is like burnout is, is a choice. We don't have to choose to be, to hang on to that heaviness. We don't have to choose to, um, to stay exhausted because the spirit and the joy of the Lord really is our strength. Like the joy of the Lord truly, it, it like rejuvenates us and it can truly make even our physical body feel better in the presence of the Lord. Because in the presence of the Lord, you're, he washes over all of you. Mm -hmm. Um, and I just want to encourage everybody who's tired, everybody who's burnt out, everybody, um, who maybe is going through something, or maybe even if it's not, you're not going through a hard situation, you just feel kind of down and off, I guess. Um, I just want to encourage you to choose joy and choose to come with your garments of praise and give the Lord the praise he deserves. Um, when you come, this weekend because and just even today and throughout your personal time this weekend um i encourage everybody to just get in your prayer closet get in your personal time with the lord and just praise him mm-hmm. praise him in the secret place um and i know that if if we all started to praise him in the secret place then when we come and gather together who knows what would happen mm-hmm. like who knows what what the spirit of god would how it would explode when all of us are coming in with our praise and not just coming in to get something from him you know and so that's something the lord's teaching me and that's something brother lance was preaching um down at new life and in bowling green and um i'm just excited i'm excited for the growth in the body um and if Anybody ever needs anything, any encouragement, any prayer requests, always feel free to, um, 
You can message me on Facebook. Uh, I, my name is Hannah Hayes on there, just Hannah Hayes. Or you can call the um, throughout the week. You can call us two seven zero two five seven two six eight nine. There's so many different ways you can connect with us. And we, one thing I can tell you is that we truly are praying. Like we pray, we will pray with you. We will pray for you, um, and we care. So if if you're a person who listens and, you know, we feel like family to you and you just need prayer for something, then don't hesitate to reach out. We'd love to pray with you. Amen. And I can't wait to enter into that rest next week. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I'm really excited for you all to, to do that. I think it'll be really instrumental for you all to have that rest before things get a lot busier with, you know, coming up with the conference and all the things God has going on here. Hallelujah. Well, we're excited <laughs> about... We're excited about what God's getting ready to do, and we're also excited about what God's going to get ready to do in some of your guys' churches and ministries and um, what God's going to use you all to accomplish, and we just have to have a willing yes. Yeah. Um, he's no respecter of person. He'll pour his spirit on anybody who's hungry, mm-hmm. and he'll use anybody that's pliable. Yeah. If, um, and so I, I just think we're in this season in the earth right now in the body of Christ that— um, he is his eyes are seeking to and fro his ears are listening his his heart is searching for a person just willing to say yes mm-hmm. that's saying yes to whatever he wants not saying yes to fame not saying yes to letting the whole world know or trying to be the next billy graham or trying to be the next um joe schmo or this like we're just willing to say yes to to just being used yeah. um and the new wine yep you know i mean nothing <clears throat> complete honor and respect to Billy Graham I mean that we must give honor where honors due but you know that trying to replicate something from the past would be those old wineskins you know and the Lord wants to give us fresh bread Mm -hmm. um, every day and the Lord wants to bring something new through us because he created us I love um, what brother Lance said that stop trying stop letting people put Saul's armor on you like Mm -hmm. you were never meant to to wear Saul's armor or anybody else's armor you know, put on the armor that the Lord gave you. And I love that. I love it. Yeah. We're all created to be unique and he's created us just how we're supposed to be. And we just have to have a willing yes to whatever he is asking us to do. And for me, um, I don't care if anybody ever knows my name. I don't care (laughs) if anybody ever knows Bethel's name. I just want them to know Jesus' name. And whatever we can do to get Jesus' name into their heart, that's what we're after. That's what we're pursuing. And, uh, you know, I hear a lot of talk about ministers honestly trying to climb the ladder or get success or get bigger worldwide ministry. There's just not that in my I don't want it. Like, I I just want him. Like, Mm -hmm. I want him, and I want people to know him. And the people that he gives me to shepherd and pastor, I want to do that with all of my ability and love them with everything I can get inside of me to love them and do what he's called me to do. But um, I used to be caught up in the, when I was younger, I wanted to rise. I wanted to do this. I wanted to do that. And it's empty. The system and the system of that is, it's unfulfilling. It's sinful. It's arrogance, it's pridefulness, it's all of these things. And the enemy wants you convinced to always trying to go to that next step. Go always trying to get to there. The Lord will promote you when he sees fit. Yeah. And this is what I found. The Lord promotes people that's not looking for promotion. Mm-hmm. Like that's really what I found. Those people who learn how to be content in the wilderness, those people who are, uh, and contentment does not mean apathy. I'm just stressing that. Apathy is where you're just hanging out. You don't care. Contentment is I'm going to give it everything I have and I'm happy here. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not trying to always have more. I'm not always trying to do this. And um, I guess spiritually, it's like a spiritual keeping up with the Joneses. And for those younger people who don't know, what, if if you ever hear me say keeping up with Joneses, the us older people would say, you know, we're always trying to buy the thing the Joneses buy next door. So mm-hmm. it was like, well, they just bought a new boat. We got to buy a new boat. Oh, they bought a new trash can that's automated that puts itself down the road. We're going to buy that, too. Keep it up with the Joneses. Mm -hmm. And I feel like spiritually we try to do that as well. Mm -hmm. Oh, I see that next megachurch. They're doing that. Oh, we got to do that now. You don't have to do anything other than what God calls you and commissions you to do. And, um, you know, that's just my prayer is that as the body of Christ, we grow out of competition and striving to be like one another, and our heartbeat becomes, I want to be like Christ, mm-hmm. and I want to show Christ to a lost and dying world, 
And there's that contentment and peace. And I think that's where you still really start to enter into rest. Yeah. Um, and rest is never standing still. Rest is that I don't, it doesn't matter what's going on around me. My heart rests in him. Mm-hmm. My soul rests in him. My joy is not contingent upon what's around me. My joy is contingent upon a man named Jesus. Yeah. And he never changes. So my joy never changes. Will I always smile? Probably not. But will, can you have joy without smiling? Yes, you can. You can. Because yeah. I've been happy. I've been joyful, but I hadn't necessarily smiled. Like, um, even when I don't always mean to bring this up, but you know, even when me and Heather walked through what we just walked through, there was still joy. Yeah. Like there was still joy. Was we laughing and joking up? No, but there was still joy knowing that God is in control. God is good. God's not changing. His word never fades. He is for us and not against us. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. I mean, all of that's there and it produces a joy even in the midst of trial. Yeah. And, um, and so I, I don't know just where I'm at with the body of Christ. I'm really excited because I think I think there's an army that's being hidden in the wilderness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I love that. That will be ready to emerge whenever God says to emerge, mm-hmm. not whenever another person says to emerge yep. or when they think. Oh, it's so good. So good. And, you know, I, I've been thinking about joy a lot. And I think it's truly like when when we're told the joy of the Lord is our strength, it it it's so true like i don't think people grasp how how like deep and important it is because just like you were saying like without that joy that's overlast everlasting you aren't able to keep going in the same way like joy causes you to keep going it mm. actually never causes you to back down it never causes you to stand still or like get complacent mm-hmm. joy causes us to have that fuel to keep going because that's what our we're running off of is joy because it keeps us from getting dry. It keeps us from burning out. It keeps us from getting frustrated at every person that walks in front of us. Mm-hmm. Like, Not to say that frustration won't be thrown at us on our journey. But we don't have to give in to it when yeah. we have joy. Yeah. And that's what I love about it is like even when things are hard, you can still feel the emotions of it. And like, oh, man, this is tough. But like you don't bow down to it. And sure. that's what I love uh, and I never really realized it. I mean, I always knew, yes, we need to have joy, joy, joy down in our heart. But, yep. like, I didn't realize how how crucial it is, you know, until you really start relying on it, on the joy of the yep. Lord. Got the joy, joy, joy. All right. Because joy, let me just say this before I start singing again. Um, <laughs> it's joy is an emotion. But the joy of the Lord is bigger than just an emotion. Yes. And I think it becomes a thought process a lifestyle mm-hmm. and a heart change yes and definitely a heart change and I, rest rest too sure it's like connected to that resting because mm-hmm. even when everything is crashing down around you you can remain calm yeah and steady which all comes back to the conversation we had yesterday when we learned to trust in him yeah trust produces joy because i trust him that he is right and that his word will be accomplished and when he does exactly what he says he's going to do um the trust should produce a joy because mm-hmm. he's full of mercy and grace and love and he will work everything together for the good. And that's just how good and righteous our God is. And that should produce a joy in the body of Christ. And plus it's a joy that we're right with him. We're yeah. made whole. Um, I don't, I'm not, I'm not sitting here trying to figure out is heaven or hell my home. I know him, <laughs> yeah, Amen. you know, and that should amen. produce a joy. Exactly. Um, I mean, honestly, we should have something to be joyful about every single day. Just the fact that we're born again, yep. bud blot, bud blot, bud. That sounds like something I would say. Blood bot. I'm wearing off on you. <laughs> blood bot. Uh, we know where our home is. I mean, that's something to rejoice about. We truly have something to rejoice about every yes, day. Yes, we do. If we're being honest. Yep. He woke me up this morning. And you know what? I used to, I'm going to be honest with you. It used to annoy me when people said that. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, when I was younger, I was like, oh, my gosh. Okay, I know he woke me up. Praise the Lord. But it's like all these people will testify, oh, I just want to praise God. He woke me up this morning. And now as I get older and my feet hurt and my shoulders feels like it's about to fall out of my body and you're exhausted, I'm like, oh, thank you, Lord, you woke me up today. Like, I can, I have a lot more empathy with it. I can, I can, I mean, I feel it in my bones now. Like, literally, I feel it in my bones. But I feel it in my bones whenever they say, oh, praise God, he woke me up today. I can witness to that now. Yeah. I understand. Yeah. I understand what a blessing it is. And um, and so uh, we do. We always could find something to praise the Lord for. And I think it would change the way we respond 
operate, love, oh, yeah. talk if we would always search for the praise instead of the complaint. Yep. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, and I do want to bring this up before we run out of time to go to the sure. break. But I like how you gave that little testimony of like it used to annoy you because honestly, this is something I've talked about a lot and I've realized in my own life. When somebody else's joy is irritating you, <coughs> that's a that's that's a actually a blessing to point out what's wrong in your own heart in that moment or what's wrong, what's going on in you at that moment because really other people's joy should be contagious for us if it's pure joy sure. from the Lord, you know. Mm-hmm. So like the other day, you know, we were walking into the prayer meeting and I later realized I was like having like a lot of heaviness that I was walking in, but like Jamie's joy. I mean, she just was having the joy of the Lord trying to hug me, you know, sing praises. And I just wouldn't let myself smile. That smile would not come out. I was like, Nope, I'm not smiling. I can't, I can't do it. And later I was like, I'm so sorry because normally, you know, if my joy is intact, I would be rejoicing with her. I'd be like, hallelujah, giving her a hug back. But it's like, I, because of that heaviness and because mm-hmm. I was cho- choosing to bow down to that, mm-hmm. I couldn't have my, I couldn't walk in my joy. Sure. I could, but I was choosing not to walk in my joy. Mm-hmm. And then I realized that's a choice. Like it's a choice every single day to walk in it, yep. even when we don't feel like it. And it uh, makes everything better. Miss Elizabeth Higdon said, amen, brother Aaron. <laughs> I'm telling you what, I'm just, I'm learning the, I'm learning the glory of, he woke me up today. All right. Um, and so it is good. I, God's good. Like yeah. God is really, really good. And um, we're getting ready to go to break. And when we come back from break, you're going to start to hear the rerun of that conversation with Bishop Lance Johnson, which was just powerful. Yes. If you heard it, let's do it again. If you haven't heard it, make sure you're staying tuned. Don't don't hone out because it's a rerun of something. It's. Do you remember how you said you couldn't stop from crying or mm-hmm. like y'all couldn't stop from crying? Uh, my mom said that when she was listening to it the day that it was on live that she was crying too. She I'm, said I couldn't stop from crying. I'm, I think a lot of people was there. Yeah. And um, you can fake a lot of things, but when you get snot and you get <laughs> tears involved, it's hard to fake those. It wasn't that brother on who said you can't fake snot. Yeah, uh, it was. And, I feel that. And I'm telling you, this did not stop that kind of move of the spirit and what God's, I'm not a crier. So if I start to cry, the spirit of God really is moving. <laughs> I'm not a crier. Um, and so um, just that whole presence, that thickness of his glory, it just hovered. And even we were, um, we went out to farmers, even there, it was still just grown men sitting in the middle of farmers and just weeping and crying and having conversation. And um, it's just powerful because God's so good. And yeah. um, I, I heard a preacher say this, and we'll kind of close down with this thought, and not because we we gotta go the hard break. Um, there's a joy that goes past smiling, and if you've never been so joyful that you've cried, you've never really been joyful enough yet. Mm-hmm. And I love that because I've been so happy that tears started to stream down my face. Yeah. And um, for example, that first time you have a baby. The first ever time you hold your baby in your arms and those tears start to, you're not sad. It's that joy that's mm-hmm. overflowing. And there's sometimes in the presence, I just start to cry and it has nothing to do with I'm petitioning or interceding or I'm going mm-hmm. deep. I'm just thinking of his goodness and that joy and that gratitude and that overwhelming um, praise that's in my heart at that moment for who he is. Yeah. It's not even a shout, it's tears. And that's yep. that's deep joy. And that's the joy that I want us all to experience. Mm-hmm. Go get it this morning. Go get it. Go get it this weekend. Preachers, preach. Bring pastors, it to your churches. Preach fire. Pastors, start prayer meetings. If your church doesn't have a prayer meeting, I'm just, I'm encouraging you from the bottom of my heart to start a prayer meeting. And together we're going to see the glory of God cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. Hallelujah. We're going to take a break. I probably won't be back on. Love you guys. Have a great week next week. Hannah and the team is going to do a fantastic job hosting. It's going to be Pray a great week. Pray for us. Pray uh, for y'all Pastor Aaron to be safe travels. Love y'all, you guys. Love you guys. We'll be right back here after the break with the rerun of Bishop Lance Johnson conversation from June the 5th. Love you guys. Be blessed.